Welcome to Eat Drink Social. My name is Michael Moeller, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself, Casey Liston, and Courtney Sandora. We're a team over at Go Social, a PR and social media marketing firm with presence in both Louisville and Denver. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions or want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can check us out on our website at www.goforthbesocial.com. Happy to be joined now by Sarah Caden, aka at Space Place and Grace on Instagram. Sarah, thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Thanks for having me. Uh, so before we get uh, kind of get into your account and what you're doing with that, um, can you just give us a background on, on who you are and, and how you got started with this? Absolutely. Um, so I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I graduated from the university a few years ago and realized that the trajectory of my career wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, so I really channeled my energies into my blog and website, Space Place and Southern Grace. Right now, I manage um, several different social media accounts and serve as a brand strategist for many local businesses in Kentucky. Um, but I also 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 offer photography services to really help everybody brand their content and feel like they're telling a story through their imagery and online. Yeah, I, was, I wanted to touch on that a little bit. You, you did say that you were a, a digital storyteller of some sort in your bio, and I just wanted to know what kind of stories that you're typically, you know, wanting to tell through this endeavor. Absolutely. I, I feel like the human component of social media is so crucial and often missing. Um, I, I see people post the beautiful, um, picturesque aspects of their life all the time. And that's not the story I believe all business owners need to tell, um, because sometimes you, you've got to be transparent to really build loyalty uh, with your consumer base. So I think that telling human, um, telling what makes you human through your imagery and your messaging online is so essential to this day and age. What kind of brands are you serving? I'm primarily serving bloggers and those in just lifestyle um, commercial veins. Um, I serve some food-specific brands uh, through the University of Kentucky, where I'm employed full-time. Okay. Yeah, and so on the uh, Instagram account, Space, Place, and Grace, I, I saw that there was kind of a mix of, of food and fashion. I wasn't sure if there was one that you preferred or one that was maybe that you know just became more popular or sure. tends to be more popular, rather. I definitely think my lifestyle content is a catch-all for sure, and that's been great for me to not box myself into a specific industry. Um, I really enjoy the food side of things, getting to connect with people over meals and through products that I appreciate. Um, otherwise, I, I enjoy the fashion side of things, but it's not my main focus, um, just because I feel like there's there's plenty of people out there doing it super well, and I love to focus on the more um, communal aspects of organizing online so when so when a, a, a new brand approaches you uh or yeah. or maybe you're you're gonna craft a, a new kind of story for somebody what makes you say yes what kind of people do you want to work with i really value um people and companies that align with my values for for me that highlights inclusivity and in marketing um, making sure they're telling an inclusive story that doesn't limit who their consumer base should be. They, they don't target a specific um, identity that's limiting in any way. So that, that's a huge um, red flag for me if I catch that in their social presence, um, not, not really representing all different shapes and sizes, um, as well as different just personal identities. But I also value a company that values my work um, and my time because it's 
business exchanges are to be treated as such. And I think that it's so rare that you find agencies that come forward willing to pay and to to promote you equally for the time and service you're doing for them. And, and I do have to say, I, I do appreciate your, your transparency on your Instagram account. Um, you do occasionally throw in, uh, in the caption itself, you know, hashtag ad, uh, you know, stating the obvious, but advertising mm-hmm. uh, in, in your post. How do you, how do you keep a balance between paid content and unpaid content? And, and you know, how do you, basically, how do you keep it real for your followers? Sure. I, I don't accept campaigns, first and foremost, that I, I wouldn't implement in my daily routine. So whether it's a product that I'm promoting or an experience or service, I'm not going to accept something just because there's a dollar amount attached because that doesn't make for an authentic brand. Um, but I, I really want to make sure that that product or company aligns with who I am as a person and fits into my lifestyle. That way followers don't see me as um, inauthentic in that sense. But I, I narrate my life and happenings as it as it goes so sponsored content is weaved into that and i actively seek out opportunities that align with how my life's events are going so recently i've started working with companies in alignment with home ownership because that's a big stage in my life that i'm part of right now congratulations thank you (laughs) um so when when you're thinking about posting something new and this is this is something that i struggle with a lot right now um, the Instagram story versus just a, a you know a traditional regular Instagram post. Is mm-hmm. there a determination that you like a determination method that you use to to figure out where you want to post what? Sure, um, I definitely think an Instagram story, for example, serves as a precursor to your your actual post content because that's where the meat is and that's where it's going to live permanently on your platform. So definitely, any behind the scenes stuff is going to make it to stories. Anything that I feel is um, temporary or maybe not the most polished content is going to appear there. Um, but anything that I feel is valuable, worth a little bit longer narration or text is going to make it to the feed. So you, you mentioned already that you are a photographer. Um, yes. What, what makes for a good photo on Instagram? I mean, obviously it depends on, on who the poster is, but you know, just in general, maybe some photography tips for somebody that is new to the game and they just want to, you know, make better content for themselves and their friends. Sure. Uh, of course, it's definitely based on industry, but from a brand perspective, I think any good photography inherently evokes some kind of emotion that you want the consumer to feel when they're either participating in your service or buying your product. So for me, a lot of that comes across as elation and telling telling how this fits into my life makes it easier or it's happier. And that comes across through body language and image. It comes across through editing so that the consumer feels happy and warm when they look at your images. Excellent. Sarah, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, Courtney, what'd you think about that? You can definitely tell that Sarah is approaching her work as an influencer from a business perspective versus a hobby. And she made some really good points about working with businesses in her interview. One of those points that she talked about is it's not just about money. It's about aligning your values. 
And I think that's really important to remember. It's a two-way street, right? So it has to be a good fit for your brand, but it also has to be a good fit for that influencer. And I think it's very similar to celebrity spokesperson work. I mean, it should be treated the same way. I think about Matthew McConaughey and Wild Turkey, and that's very believable to me. I could definitely see Matthew McConaughey drinking Wild Turkey on a Saturday night. But in the same sense, he also reps Cadillac, and that is just a disconnect for me. Whenever I see those ads, I j I'm just not buying it. It's just not authentic. And I think that, you know, your work with influencers, it's the same approach. You want to make sure you get someone that's not only in the right ge geography and also covers your your brand topic, but but that also has is a good personality fit too. The other point that Sarah brings up is that you know do your homework. Brands should definitely do their homework. Uh, figure out what is going on in that influencer's life at that moment, and you're going to better be able to tailor your pitch. It's very similar to the PR world. You know, if you're going to reach out to media, you want to see what they've been writing about. Uh, what have they been covering? Is their beat the same? Um, and and influencers, it's the same thing. You know, if somebody just had a baby, they're going to be interested in a lot different topics um, than somebody who might be single and not in that stage life stage. So you definitely want to see, even though someone was relevant a year ago, it doesn't mean that they're still a right fit for your brand today. And Casey, what do you think about Sarah? I really liked her account. I like uh, how transparent she is with um, companies that she's working with. Um, she talks about how the component, uh, human component is very important to her and how she will only partner with brands who value her and her time um, as a brand ambassador. And I think that's really important because when you're working with brands, you don't want to get caught up in the money. Um, you want to be working with with companies that uh, you're really passionate about because you don't want to look back on your feet and be like, oh, you know, this isn't me. All right, guys. Thank you so much. This is Eat Drink Social. Thanks for listening.